Saying a bracha to make a blessing is an elemental part of what it means to be a Jew who believes in God. The structure of the blessings that we have, blessings, brachos, before we eat, after we eat, when we enjoy a beautiful smell, there's a bracha that we say when we see wondrous sights, there are blessings that we say when we experience extraordinary experiences. This structure of making blessings at all of these moments, it takes our connection with God out of the constraint of formal prayer into every area and every moment in our lives. But the only source for making a bracha in the Torah is in our Parsha. In this week's Torah portion of Akev, the Torah famously says, Vilchalta, and when you eat, Visavata, and you are satisfied, Uverachta, Hashem Elokecha, and you will bless the Lord your God. And this is the source of the mitzvah of benching, of Birkat Mazon, the grace after meals, to say a bracha, blessing to God after we've eaten. But what does it mean? What does it mean, Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you God? What, what exactly are we saying with those words? So there are a number of different opinions. One opinion quoted by Rashi is that to say Baruch blessed are you God is to say praiseworthy are you God. We praise you. We thank you for the food that we've enjoyed, for the experience that we're having, for the beauty that we are enjoying. It is an expression of thanks. To say that God is blessed is to say that God is deserving of our gratitude and our thanks. That's the opinion of Rashi. The Ramban Nachmanides says something slightly different. A blessing, a bracha, is an acknowledgement that what we have comes from God. When we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you, God, that means it belongs to you and you have allowed us to make use of it, to enjoy it, once we have asked for your permission and this is our asking for your permission. Now, this opinion of the Ramban fits in well in the context of the psukim, the verses in our parsha. The Torah says, which I just read to you, you shall eat, you will eat, you'll be satisfied, you'll bless the Lord your God. The next verse, He but be careful, be careful not to forget God. You might come to a point where you say in your heart, I made it. I earned it. I built it. It's mine. It comes as a result of my strength and my hand. No, says the Torah. But you should remember God. God is the one that gave you the strength to be able to amass what you have. So you see very clearly within the context of the verses that the purpose of the bracha is so that we should not forget 
that it is God from whom we enjoy everything, but rather we acknowledge, like the Ramban says, we acknowledge it comes from God. Rabbi Yosef Soloveitchik builds on this idea and he asserts that there is also a legal aspect to a bracha, to a blessing. He explains as follows. We say a bracha before we eat. Let's say, Hamotzi lecha minarets, blessed are you God, who brings forth bread from the earth. And then we take a bite of the bread, which we will do probably tonight on Shabbos with a challah. When we say that blessing, that bracha is like a kinyan. It is like a legal act of acquisition. Because before we say the bracha, everything belongs to God. I don't have any right to take it until I acknowledge that it comes from God. When I say the bracha and acknowledge I have not forgotten that this actually comes from God and I appreciate the ability that God has given me to enjoy it, then it comes into my, it's permissible for me to enjoy. It's as if I bought something and I paid the price. The price is the bracha. Listen to a very interesting application of this principle. So, tonight, soon, we're going to make Kiddush. Every Friday night, we make Kiddush. Kiddush on Friday night has three parts. The first paragraph, <coughs> excuse me, the first paragraph, we say, Vayichulu, Vayichulu Hashemayim Varetz V'chal Tzvam. That is the quote from Beratius from Genesis that describes what Shabbos is all about. That God worked six days and rested on the seventh, and we're doing the same. We finished six days of work, and now we're starting to rest on Shabbos. So we quote the biblical precedent, God, the godly precedent of Shabbos. Okay, that's the first part. The next two components, next thing we say, the bracha on the wine. We say a bracha on the wine. And then last, we say the paragraph which we refer to as Kedushas Hayom. That means the paragraph that asserts the sanctity and the holiness of the day. We say that uh, we observe Shabbos as a reminder of the exodus from Egypt, as a reminder of the creation of heaven and earth. And then we finish it, Baruch Hashem, blessed are you God, Mekadesh HaShabbos, God sanctifies Shabbos. That's the order. Those are the three components. Every Jew, every Friday night, that's what we do. It's interesting, in the Talmud, that practice, which we practice, is the opinion of Beis Hillel, the Academy of Hillel. In fact, it is disputed by Beis Shammai, the Academy of Shammai. Beis Shammai reverses the order. First is Vayichulu, same. But then, Beishamai says, you say the longer paragraph, which ends with the sanctification of the day, and at the end you say, and then you drink the wine. Beis Hill will disagree. Beis Hill says, you make the bracha on the wine first, and then the paragraph, and that is our practice. Says Rav Soloveitchik, it would appear that Beishamai is more logically correct because we have a general principle in the structure of blessings. And that is, when we make a bracha, for example, we make a bracha blessing before we eat or drink something, we always make the bracha immediately before drinking or eating 
what the, the food or the drink that we have. In fact, we are supposed to actually hold the item in our hand while we make the bracha. There should, and we're not allowed to have any interruption, any other um, uh, interruption between the blessing and the eating or the drinking. So, Beishamai makes perfect sense. We have a cup of wine because our rabbi said Kiddush should be accompanied by a cup of wine. But if you're going to make a bracha, you should be drinking the cup immediately after finishing the bracha. Well, you can't drink in the middle of the Kiddush. You have to wait to the end. So, say the paragraph of Kiddush. Bless Hashem, Makadesh HaShabbos, you sanctify Shabbos, then make the bracha and immediately you'll drink the cup of wine. Beis Shammai makes perfect sense. But Beis Hillel, which is our practice, it's a little harder to understand because in fact, we're going to make this bracha and then we're going to keep holding it for a couple more minutes while we say the last paragraph. But what about the problem of interrupting between the blessing and the drinking? Says Rav Soloveitchik, it's exactly this principle. If I'm holding a cup of wine and I have not yet said a bracha on it, it's not mine. Yes, maybe technically, legally it's mine. It's in my possession. But spiritually, it's not mine. Until I make a bracha, until I acknowledge that it comes from God, I don't have the right to use it. And so therefore, if I were to say the paragraph of Kiddush, holding a cup of wine, I would be saying Kiddush with stolen wine. It doesn't belong to me. It's like I went and stole a bottle of wine, and now I'm going to use that bottle of wine for Kiddush. That would be a terrible sin. Says Beis Hillel, that's why you make the bracha first. You hold the cup of wine, you make the bracha agafen. When you make the bracha agafen, it comes into your possession because you've acknowledged who it comes from. It comes from God. Now it's yours. Once it's yours, you have the legal and moral and spiritual right to use it for the mitzvah of Kiddush. The system of brachos, the blessings that we make, whose source is in our Parsha, and it's extended to before and after food, before extraordinary sights and experiences, at times of joy and at times of sadness, really accompanying every step of our journey through life. It allows us to elevate every moment in life, to be mindful of the meaning and the power and the significance of every moment of life. To incorporate saying blessings regularly and to expand our repertoire of the blessings that we make for different occasions and different scenarios, the more that we do that, the more that we live a transcendent life. And it starts with three simple words. Baruch Atah Hashem. Blessed are you, God. My friends, I want to wish you a great Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.